I have always believed that I have to give to the moment more than I can expect from the moment, right? So every job that I have done, every project that I've done, every client that I've managed, I have wanted to give to that that thing more than more than what is expected, right? That's my approach always. And it has always led to better things. You are listening to the Payal Nanjiani Leadership Podcast, the number one podcast in the world for leaders who want to be the best. Each episode is designed to help you recognize and overcome your leadership challenges and achieve great success at your work. This episode is brought to you by your host, Payal Nanjiani, a world-renowned leadership expert, executive coach, and author known for her leadership talks, corporate training, and executive coaching. To know more about Payal, visit her website, www.payalnanjiani.com. Welcome to the Payal Nanjiani Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Payal Nanjiani. And we live in a world where multitasking and getting things done quickly has become a norm. And we are getting pulled at our workplace to deliver more and quantity has become more of importance. But not for Dheeraj Sinha, who focuses so much on excellence. Dheeraj Sinha is the CEO Leo Burnett, South Asia and chairman for BBH India. Under his leadership, Leo Burnett India has been awarded the number one agency of the year in Leo Burnett's global network of 86 agencies. The company also ranked in the top five agencies in the Economic Times Brand Equity Agency of the Year. Dheeraj is an award-winning strategist in Asia and has been amongst the top 40 advertising and marketing professionals in the Asia-Pacific in Campaign Asia's top 40 under 40 list of 2014. And Dheeraj joins us today here to talk about what it takes to build a culture of excellence. Dheeraj, welcome to the Payal Nanjani uh, Leadership Podcast. It is such a delight to have you here with us. Great to have you, Payal. Looking forward to this conversation. Great. So, uh, you know, I've read so much about you and I would love our audience to know more about how you started off this journey that brought you to where you are today. You're the CEO of Leo Burnett, plus the chairman of BBH India. How did it all start for you, Dheeraj? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. When I passed out of college, I had, I had two choices. One was to join KPMG, right, and become a consultant. Okay. And the other was to go to a communication school. And I chose the communication school. Uh, I thought I knew people and I could talk to people and I was good at comms. Mm-hmm. I had no clue what advertising meant. <laughs> and I landed up in my car and I had people who had read David Ogilvy and knew everything. They're very good at playing guitar or art or whatever. No clue, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then then I, I, I grew in love uh, with the business. You know, I realized there's, there's a lot more that goes into this business. There's a lot of strategy, a lot of understanding of human behavior, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And that's what fascinated me and joined the business as a strategist. Uh, right okay. and spent a good amount of six years in my first job another six years, another job and for the longest time i i ran strategy uh right i was a strategic planner mm-hmm. my job was to understand people understand cultures and and bring them to bear on brands and i my last job as a strategist was doing uh doing that job for 14 markets in asia pacific at gray so i was doing that for you know indonesia uh, Singapore, 
uh, and so on and so forth, including mm-hmm. India. And then, then came this opportunity to take up a PNL job, and I and I took up the managing director job at Leo Burnett. Uh, you know, because even as a strategist, I always had a point of view on what's the kind of organization we wanted to build, mm-hmm. of where do should we put money and where should we not? How do we build the culture? And I was trying to influence all the CEOs that I worked with, but I figured that I cannot fire the gun on somebody else's shoulder. <laughs> so I, I I took that job, <laughs> and I said, okay, let me if 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 managing business and money is what it takes, I took that job. And and I think, I think honestly, Pyle, I think what we built in the last five years at Leo Burnett is just basis belief and self-confidence, right? Uh, so belief and self-confidence and people came, came around and they've rallied. And, and now that, you know, we are on the back of about in last one month, uh, we've got three big uh, inflection points. So we were judged the agency of the year uh, okay. at GuaFest, Abby's Awards, which is fairly big for this business. Uh, we won a Grand Prix at Cannes. And right now we just landed the biggest business, uh, the biggest pitch in the Indian market, which is the entire PepsiCo business. Mm. So, so it's been a journey, but uh, it's, it's been a journey of, of, of collectivities, journey of people coming together. And, and more important, it's been the journey of belief, I would say. Wow. No wonder we have you on the podcast today, Dheeraj. <laughs> because, you know, if I was to speak about you, I would, you know, it, it would just go on and on. And I just love the way you put it all together. And the fact that you started off saying, you know, it was not intentional where you wanted to reach. And I think that's just the beauty of uh, the entire journey in our in our corporate life. So uh, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. No, please go ahead. I think it's always been serendipity uh, in my life, right? I mean, one thing always has led to the other. Mm-hmm. And I have I have always believed that I have to give to the moment more than I can expect from the moment, right? So every job that I have done, every project that I've done, every client that I've managed, I have wanted to give to that that thing more than more than what is expected, right? That's my wow. approach always. And it has always led to better things. So is that is that what contributes to excellence, Dheeraj? Like you said, you know, you've just given your best to every everything that you've you've put your uh, put your hands and heads on. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, I mean, so honestly, if you look at my background, right? I come from a small town. My my dad was in intelligence bureau. We we got transferred every three years. Mm-hmm. So I've lived in small towns like Bihar, Sharif. I've lived in a capital city, Patna. Shah Jahanpur is where I was born. So I've seen, I've seen, seen, you know, the middle India life very, very closely, uh, right? And for us, the only way to get seen, the only way to find scale velocity was that you have to hit on every ball. Mm. That you have to get a sixer on every. You don't know which ball will go for a six, but you've got to take your chance. You have to hit the try and hit the ball out of the park. And mm. that philosophy has stayed with me. That whatever you touch, whatever you you're doing, you have to strive for excellence because you do not know which one of them will travel really big and high and and get you the glory, get you the recognition, get everybody the success that mm. everybody's fighting for. That's so beautifully put, Dheeraj. And when you said, you know, you've got to give your best at every ball that's thrown at, uh, thrown at you, thinking that you've got to get it a sixer, right? Like you said, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and with what you just said, it seems that excellence then is a journey because, you know, when you're giving your best, it requires a lot of patience, a lot of dedication and commitment. So 
definitely excellence is not something that can be achieved in one go or you know just one you know you do it and you get it immediately absolutely a it's a journey and b the milestones change uh, right i mean i mean i for example never look at my past work uh, mm. right it's gone it's done right mm. i mean it's clean slate we got a grocery last week it's done right what are we doing next right what's the new benchmark we are setting what's the new that we are creating and in our business you're as good as what you're doing today you're not as good as what you did last month mm. uh, right so excellence is a journey and also is a constantly changing milestone because if you are not inventing the future somebody else will invent Mm, right? right and yeah. and that's that's really the framework you are in that's the competition you are in so you cannot sit back to old methods you cannot say oh you know this is how i have done it all the time this is how i got success last time you will not get the success next time with the same methods mm. right so it is a journey and it's a constantly evolving journey it's a it's a it's a constantly shifting milestone Yes, absolutely. And there's something I read about you, and you said it right now. Also, that you know, whatever got you to become successful now, it's not the same thing. And I really closely resonate with that. And constantly, when I am, you know, either either coaching leaders or when I'm speaking at companies, this is one uh, mantra of mine, which I always tell them that what has got you until here in your career is not going to take you ahead. So all the more, I'm helping yeah. them to change their behaviors, to change their thinking, because. i think in the corporate world dheeraj all of us have so much to contribute so much to bring to but you know we are we are not changing our thinking and behaviors which are which is why i see that you know we could achieve so much our companies could achieve so much but maximum people get stuck in the mid level uh, you know of of their careers and with what you said uh, you know that brings me to uh, to asking you something more about is that i've heard that excellence is not a skill okay it's an it's it's an attitude so uh, what is the main essence of building a culture of excellence how have you brought that culture into leo burnett and, and and taken it up from there yeah i mean it might sound very cliched pile but it's all about hard work mm. i mean i don't claim that i am the most talented my credit partner raj and i we work together a very a lot of time and all the time and we tell each other we don't feel that we are the most talented people in the business i think there are mm. far more talented people in the business but mm. we work really really hard mm. right I agree. we I agree. we 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 get into the deep details of everything we don't let go we are hugely mm. resilient you know we'll get kicked today but we'll be back tomorrow morning chin up right mm-hmm. so to my mind the culture of excellence and and especially the credit business right too much has been made of you know that one day while you sitting with your feet up you'll get an epiphany i'm sorry it doesn't work like that i right? agree <laughs> yeah. yeah creativity is actually about iteration it is about mm-hmm. doing it better every single time it's about keeping at it right i mean it's about continuously improving uh, you know craft is about continuous improvement it's about uh, keeping at it it's not epiphany right, yeah. right? Yeah. so to my mind to my mind the culture of excellence is about is about hard work it is about dedication it is about commitment mm-hmm. it is about not letting go it's about mm-hmm. you know holding something with with hawk hawk mm-hmm. uh, feet uh, you have to deliver it in a way that this is the best that you could have mm. right and sure. and i i i i exhort my team team members to say that whatever leaves your desk are you proud of what has le- uh, left your desk to put your signature on it 
right? So, if you're not proud of being judged on that mm-hmm. work, then then mm-hmm. you haven't given your best. So it's an everyday thing, right? Like basically every single day yeah. you are you are committed to giving your best. So so excellence is nothing but giving your best every single day. Then. Yeah, 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 and continuously saying that how could I, how could this be better, right? I mean, mm. I mean, I'm com- I'm all the time restless. I'm all the time restless, right? I mean, I would celebrate for a moment, and the next moment I'm thinking, okay, what next, mm. right? That is true. That restlessness doesn't let you just sit and feel, oh, I've done my work, you know, I've done my nine to five and I've done yeah. what was given to me to do. So even at the level yeah. that you are, like, you know, you are the CEO right now at uh, at the company and even at the level at which you are, uh, you are constantly pushing yourself, Dheeraj, from what I have even read about you and from what you're saying right now, that even now you're not feeling that, okay, I have the position, I have the title, I, I can just, you know, I have got this and I can get this done, but you're still pushing yourself and making sure that there are new ways of advertising, of marketing and of of bringing the company up. So are your people, your teams uh, following the same culture of excellence? And if, and if yes, then how did you get them to follow that culture of excellence? Yeah. So I, I would imagine they are, I would imagine that there is, there's as little a gap between what, Rajan, my vision is for Leo Burnett and what everybody mm-hmm. here on the floor feels because we work really hard to communicate and translate that vision on the floor. I mean, just one example, I mean, it's a very trivial example, mm-hmm. but in the office that we made in Mumbai, there are no cabins, Oh wow! Right? Okay. no cabins at all. I don't have a cabin. My mm-hmm. partner doesn't have a cabin. Mm-hmm. None of the VPs have, ca- have cabins. We all sit in open floor. We are all the time colliding into each other, talking to each other, discussing things. So that I wanted a complete liquid free flow uh, of, of culture around us. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. So, so as far as people is concerned, what we figured, and I think this was also triggered by the pandemic, right? March 2020, right? We all uh, started working from home. And I I figured that while there's a health crisis out there, right? What will all my 500 people wake up today and think? What will they do? Because you also need purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So I did two things. I I built a platform for top 50 leaders on Zoom Mm -hmm. to come together every Tuesday at 10.30 and discuss how we're going to run this place. What are we going to do? What are the things? And and not a single week has passed since then, Pyle, when we've not met and discussed, even if it's for half an hour, 45 minutes. We still minutes, do that. You every still continue that. Week, we still do that. Okay. We still do that, right? Because this whole, this whole emotion of 50 people coming together, discussing where to take the agency, right? Mm-hmm. So it democratized power, right? It said that I'm not a leader. Everybody's a leader. Mm. Right, they own the organization. The future of this organization and mm. their future depends on them, not on me. True. Right. Agree, so that's yeah. one of the biggest things that I did of democratizing power, democratizing success, and democratizing rewards. Mm. Right. So you right. you you win, you you participate in the success that you create. The second thing I did was I built a, a framework, a tool called 036, right? Mm-hmm. And and I said that you know. A lot is being talked about in today's world mm. about future, about five years from now and big, heavy, audacious goals and so on and so forth. But nobody talks about the short term, right? right. If you don't win the short term, if you don't survive the short term, there is no long term. In fact, increasingly, the successful long term 
is a combination of many, many successful short terms. Mm. And I built 036 as a workshop format and I mm. rolled it out to, to everybody in the agency and everybody embraced it. And we did this uh, workshop with all our clients and helped them devise the program for zero now, three, three months from now and six mm. months. And we oh, produced wow. thousand pieces of work around mm. this. Okay. Right. So these are the tools that I have used to to kind of, you know, make sure that the idea on democratization, the idea on excellence gets actionable uh, mm. for, for everybody agency. And and Dheeraj, like you said, you know, that you brought all of them together on a Tuesday and, and made sure that everyone is, you know, uh, uh, speaking their heart out, their minds out and working on things. I think this is fabulous because I've been hearing things from so many, uh, from so many leaders that, you know, it is so hard to connect with people online. We have to go offline. It can't be done online. And I think you just merged that entire, uh, you know, offline, online, uh, you've been zooming out and zooming in. So I think, and like you said, with that 036, that is fabulous. You know, I've, I've not heard something like <laughs> yeah. this. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, is, is there anything else on the 036 that can help more people to imbibe it in their company? In, any any ideas, any suggestions to imbibe this in their own company? So, no, absolutely. I think, I think, we all need to propagate, right? I mean, unfortunately, uh, you know, the way uh, marketing theory or business theory is developed, right? Uh, long-term has always been eulogized, right? You you talk about long-term, you're seen as strategic. You talk about short-term, you're branded as, as, as tactical, right? Mm -hmm. The truth is there's nothing more important than the short-term, increasingly mm -hmm. so, right? If short-term is ruined, you're not going to get that next funding. You're not going to get that product successful, not going to get that culture successful. And there is no long-term, right? And that's perhaps one of the reasons that seven out of 10 new launches, whether they're in products or companies, they fail because we, we focus too early on too far into the future, right? Uh, right? Uh, and therefore the, the, the need, the strategic need to look at the short-term from a strategic perspective and not from a tactics perspective. Mm -hmm. So the whole framework says, uh, it talks about what's what's the culture fuel at this point in time, right? What is the culture going through? What are people going through? What are they thinking? And as a business, what are your equities right now, right? Mm -hmm. And the third question is, says, how can you use your equities to answer to what people need at this point in time? It's a very simple framework. Wow. Now, your initiative could be a campaign, could be a product idea, could be a distribution idea, could be a culture idea, could be anything, right? But when you put people together on the workshop to think about that, and then you say, okay, now we've done this, and three months from now, uh, what is the situation? What are things, uh, how are things going to change? And what should we be doing then? And six months from now, right? Now, 036 could also be one year, two year, three year. You could, okay. you could use it either which ways. But basically what it forces you to do is to focus on building success in the short term uh, mm -hmm. so that you don't lose out in the short term for the need of the, of the, mm -hmm. of the long term. The example is, is most accidents, and it's a morbid example, I'm sorry, but most flight accidents happen during takeoff, not when you're in the air. Mm, okay. That's because it's that immediate. Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Okay. I get that. Hmm. Wow, that's a that's a fantastic analogy, <laughs> and and off late we have been reading in the news about it. 
Yeah, I know. Take off. I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a great analogy. So, uh, you know, uh, just just depend. You know, your schedule is so packed, and I know a lot of our audience have always asked us that they always want to know what is a routine for successful people, and you are one of them. So, uh, what is your daily routine? Because I also read somewhere that you take a lot of time to think of new ideas. So, what is your daily routine like, yeah. Neeraj? So of course it was very packed. Uh, so what I did was I realized that I was wasting a lot of time in meetings, right? So I I split my day into slots of fifteen minutes and half an hour, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't have any any more any longer slots than that, unless of course there's a client which which needs more time. So I try to finish most most meetings in fifteen minutes, even mm-hmm. if it's an interview. I try to finish in fifteen minutes. I I don't think anything needs more time than that, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be quick on the go and you have to get out, right? So so a lot of lot of my like uh, hiring decisions, culture decisions, business decisions, number decisions, which need my attention. I I knock them off between fifteen uh, minute meetings or thirty minute meetings. So which means that I can pack a lot in a day rather than have say three meetings. So mm. I would have say twelve meetings in a day because I am doing very very quick slots wow. of that. Uh, mm. Right. Uh, then I mean then I try and block off at least. one or two half days in a week mm-hmm. where i'm free wheeling where you know i do what i feel like i might mm-hmm. feel like roaming in my in my agency and talking to people what are they going through i might feel like sitting in a cafe and and thinking what do i need to do with leo burnett uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, in future and so on and so forth so i can keep that fellow half days at least two half days not always possible but whenever possible i try and do that because that's my fellow time that's my free time is unscheduled and that's where my mind kind of goes uh, soaring uh, right mm. i try and keep weekends free so that it's it's at home it's with family because with my kind of a schedule and long days and so much of travel mm. i try and keep weekends for the family so that uh, you know that that priority exists so yeah broadly i think that's that's the insight into how i structure my day I think that's uh, that's great because the way you said you know that you that you structure your meeting so that it frees up your schedule for so much more things. Fifteen minute meeting yeah. is ideal, but it you know in most of the companies I see it doesn't happen. You know uh, we we keep going on and on and on, and the meetings stretch on on from more than thirty minutes to an hour. Interviews of fifteen yeah. minutes, I think that really nails it because you get to know that I'm I'm very sure you you have you know very. direct questions that you're going to ask people yeah. and, and you get it done so i think yeah. that's where the crux of it is and where the entire essence is so uh, dheeraj with i i know time is uh, very uh, you know a crucial component for you also now in uh, with with us being in the middle of the day uh, what would be your advice to people who truly want to succeed as leaders i think i think the biggest thing is to give it all Mm-hmm. right i mean i i i meet so many people you know who are always on the brink they are on the precipice they are non committal right mm-hmm. you are doing something but you're not fully into it mm-hmm. you know right. whether it's a relationship or a job or a passion you have to become it you have to give it all mm-hmm. right uh, if if there's any gap between what you're doing and who you are right you will not be happy and you will not be successful that's been my that's been my 
realization. When I shifted from a head of strategy role to a CEO role, I said, I'll become a CEO, whatever it takes. I'll embrace everything. If it mm. means calling people, if it means chasing numbers, I'll become that. I will shed all my inhibition, mm. you know? So, so, but at the same time, I see a lot of people saying, you know, I like this, but I don't like this. That's mm. because you haven't committed yourself fully to the cause. Mm. Right. We are, Wonderful. we start counting our chicken far too soon. We, start expecting things far too soon first you have to give it all mm. right and 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 then you'll realize that success happens Hmm. I just love that concept, Dheeraj, the way you put it, uh, you know, that it, it really hits the soul that, you know, you've got to give it your all and, and don't just, uh, and, and, and that's so true. Most of us, we do have this, uh, uh, you know, behavior pattern that, okay, you know, I like this about my work, but I don't like this. And then, you know, and, and, yeah. and then we start, you know, I, I call it a corporate web where then we start feeling, oh, you know, the other company would be better. And then the other company would be better. So you're really caught in a web and you really don't uh, yeah. do your own duties and, and then you leave the corporate world feeling so unfulfilled in your life. Yeah. Oh, that's that's wonderful. So uh, thank you so much, Dheeraj, for joining us on this show and sharing your journey and your experiences with us. Thank you, Pyle. It's been a lovely conversation. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. And this is Payal Nanjiani and Dheeraj Sinha wishing you loads of success in your life. God bless. <laughs>